0: hello welcome to another episode of the daily happy monday to you just like that the weekend is gone did you have a good weekend hope you did if not well here's to a new week ahead and my hope for you is may your monday be a god-filled one may your smile brighten up someone's day may your coffee or tea whichever beverage you prefer be strong and may you find something to be grateful for before tuesday comes along Some of us might find it has been hard to build connections in the midst of this navigating life in this COVID time. And if that's you, just want to encourage you to take a breather, seek refreshing from God himself, rather than the many ways we often choose to distract ourselves with, which provide only temporary relief, if any at all. So with that, let's jump into today's reflection, which I hope speaks to you. If you have ever gotten up close and personal with our family over a meal, you might notice me going from, hey, so how have you been with your work nowadays, to at least sit down, now, in a matter of seconds. Um, and it's common, definitely, with a family that has young kids. One scenario that happens very often in our home Whenever we are getting ready to leave the house to go somewhere, anywhere, like heading to the playground nearby or to the library across the road, or to drive over to a friend's house for the occasional play date, is a scenario of me on the brink of agitation instructing the kids to clear all the toys and books off the floor to at least have some semblance of tidiness. Around the house, just a bit. No need to be perfect, but just a bit. Because perfect order is a pipe dream, in my opinion, for our family at this stage. But because I'm not as patient as I would like to be, I don't like to stand there and watch them get one thing done before I give the next instruction. So sometimes I would give a string of instructions. I'll go, okay, kids pick up your toys, please, put the books where they belong, then get changed, grab your bag and bottle and your mask, and put on your shoes. That's the whole string of instructions. And I know, fat chance of not having to repeat that, right? It's a lot to remember. So the common scenario that I meant is that I would come back and find one of them doing something I did not ask them to do, like arranging soft toys along the bed digging for a long-lost dinosaur figurine that is suddenly the most precious thing in the world, or sitting at the desk finishing up a drawing just before we try to rush out of the house on time. Man, that drives me nuts, honestly. Any of you feel the same? No, no, just me? And times like that, I hear myself saying to them, hey, come on, I did not ask you to do that. I specifically said to do this and this, but what you're doing right now, That's not for now. Please listen. And sometimes they respond in ways that reveal they had good intentions. Mommy, you like it when I don't leave the soft toys lying around. It's messy, right? But Mommy, I want to find this because Gaga wants to play with it, and I just want to be kind. You asked me to finish this drawing yesterday, remember? I thought you'd be happy if I finished this drawing, you said not to do ha- things halfway. Well, okay. Of course, there are times we would negotiate and I do try to empathize with what the child is expressing. I try to acknowledge the good intention. And I may or may not allow some leeway for what needs to be done and what does not need to be done. And then other times I would find they did obey some something but halfway, haphazardly or carelessly. Like they would tidy up Just some of the stuff while they leave the rest still evidently strewn all across the floor. But mummy, I did what you asked. Yeah, at least we did the rest, right? So reflecting on this, I wonder if I take a step back and put myself in my kids' shoes. How does this reflect the way I approach God when he gives an instruction or tells me what I should do. And in the Bible's account of King Saul in the book of 1 Samuel, we read of how Saul wanted to offer a sacrifice to God before a battle between his army and the Philistine army. He wanted God's favor for victory. The problem is that only Samuel could offer the sacrifices, Samuel the priest, but he was not there yet. Saul waited and waited for seven days. He got impatient when Samuel did not show up. So what did he do? He decided to offer the sacrifice himself. And as soon as he did that, Samuel arrived. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, we see Samuel came and Saul went out to greet Samuel. The priest said, what have you done? Samuel explained to himself, when I saw the people were scattering, and you did not come yet, I offered the burnt offering. So verse 13 then tells us, Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the command of the Lord your God. Samuel had already been grieving, and here he sees with his own eyes how Saul had gone ahead to do what was not his part to do. And yet he still saw himself as right in his own eyes. The account goes on to tell us a similar situation in chapter 15. Here Saul was to go against Amalek as commanded by God. In fact, God's command was specific, to destroy everything, even the livestock of the Amalekites. But what happened was Saul spared their livestock. Chapter 15 verse 9 tells us that Saul was like, you know, all this is good, and he would not utterly destroy them. Again, Samuel was grieved because of what Saul had done. So he went to Saul, and Saul said when he saw Samuel, "'Blessed be you to the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord.'" but Samuel called him out. He said, What is this bleating of sheep that I hear? Saul said, I did obey God. We destroyed everything. But you see, the people spared the best of the cattle with good intention. It's to sacrifice to God, so the rest were destroyed just like God commanded. But Samuel knew Saul had gone against God, and not just once. Still, Saul felt justified that, you know, hey, it's for worship. It's seemingly harmless to want to offer these beautiful cattle to God. God would be happy, right? It's what God would want them to do, offer sacrifices. So it must be okay. It must be okay with God. In First Samuel 15, verse 22, we read this. But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. How does this reflect the way we approach God? There have been many times I feel a sense of accomplishment after achieving some goals, or I've checked off some pretty good tasks that needed to be done, or, you know, just almost having that sense of, pleasure and fulfillment for having done these things for God because, hey, you know, these these are what God wants me to do. Do the works of the kingdom, do the will of God, and I have performed the will of God, haven't I? But this can so easily slide into pride and disobedience in my heart. When we allow ourselves to get fixated on doing something in the name of God's will and his purposes, it can make us unable to see where we have disobeyed God. It becomes our blind spot. What may be so obvious for others is invisible to us. And like Saul, our refusal to recognize our blind spots can cause us to blame others. Hey, the people wanted to keep the cattle. And we include ourselves in the positive parts. Uh, I did destroy stuff like God commanded. Or, and we justify the mistake. Then These are good cattle, beautiful cattle. And we claim it that it is for good, even for spiritual reasons so we can give offering and bless God with our sacrifice. We sound like we make total sense, but we totally miss the point. It may not seem like a big deal. Maybe Saul truly thought it was okay, as long as he obeyed partially, even though willfully choosing to disregard certain parts. But it was a big deal, because it revealed his lack of regard for God, his lack of fear and not being truly surrendered to God's will rather than his own. And within the context of Saul and Samuel, the difference between burnt offerings and sacrifices versus obeying the Lord is that in sacrifice, Saul was offering up the flesh of another creature on that altar. But in obedience, Saul would have been offering his own will before God, surrendering his own preferences and convenience and timing. In the words of Charles Stanley, God is responsible for the consequences of our obedience, while we are responsible for the consequences of our disobedience. Sacrificing what we have, our time, energy, finances, whatever is empty before God where there is no obedience. And that's a sobering thought for me. Where there is no obedience in our hearts, We can do, give, say all that we want, but they're empty. In turn, where there is obedience, it is there that our sacrifices are pleasing to God and honoring to Him. Our obedience actually completes our acts of sacrifice and validates them. What is birthed out of an obedient heart is meekness, humility, repentance, and surrenderedness that goes into all our decisions even when we think we can't go wrong. When you notice yourself getting involved in blaming others, while you include yourself in what you think are the good parts, or when you notice you you justify your actions when someone calls you out, maybe you get defensive or indignant or self-righteous, and while you claim what you did was good, consider your heart before God and be quick to ask Him to help you recognize where you might have blind spots. Ask God to send you Samuels, who would speak discernment and are sensitive to God's desires and let God work in your heart. Let your approach to God be one of surrender, not self-righteousness or self-will with a facade of sacrifice. I don't think any of us are exempt from these blind spots. To be honest, we are all susceptible to it, I have my fair share. Where it becomes a totally blind spot is if we continually hide behind our veneer of good, ignoring what we know God asks us to do and what he did not ask us to do, and continually covering up and refusing to listen and examine our ways. I hope I would not be blind like that, miss the point and not recover. Take this next minute to just sit with God and allow Him to examine your heart as you be still and turn your whole being towards Him. And we pray this. God, is there any area in my heart that I put more priority on what I was giving up? to show my commitment to you, but failed to obey what you truly asked of me? What is that area? And where I have failed to obey you fully and truly, what was my motivational preference that hindered me from obeying you? Would you show me, Lord? Instead, what do you truly desire or ask of me? Speak to me about this, Lord. I'm listening. Dear Lord God, we come asking that you would teach our hearts, grow our self awareness, help us to grow in that area. We come and we say, where there are areas in our lives, in our hearts, where we have placed more importance on. What we wanted to give up for you, what we wanted to do for you, what we wanted to sacrifice in your name, we place more importance on these. But we failed to truly, actually obey you, to truly offer what would please you, where we have overdone it. How we ask for your forgiveness, where we have um, been self-righteous, where we have been blinded to how we justify our decisions, our actions, and not acknowledging where we have disregarded your instructions or, you know, allowed our own motivations and preference to cloud what you ask of us and what you truly desire of us. We ask for your forgiveness for these. And we ask, would you tutor our hearts to obey you fully, wholeheartedly. Teach us to surrender to your voice and your leading and to trust in your timing. Teach us to do Just what you ask of us, no more and no less. Send us Samuel's Lord, who can speak discernment into our lives and help us to examine our hearts. And with this we offer our own hearts as our best sacrifice to you. We hope that is pleasing for you and for your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of The Daily. I hope you were blessed and that you have a beautiful day. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, You can look us up on Facebook or Instagram, or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.